and welcome in to the first ever live edition of the H-Town Wheelhouse show. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You probably know me from previous podcasts. I'm now with the Athletically Declined Sports team as well. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to talk about all things sports, national championship game, Texans preview, your little U of H basketball, the Rockets, and so much more. Let's get started right now. Beyond the wheelhouse, the world goes down like well. Hey there, welcome everybody. This is H-Town Wheelhouse. I'm with Athletically Declined Sports. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go to YouTube right now. Look up Athletically Declined Sports. Subscribe. Let me tell you, we are cooking. We are in the lab and we are changing sports content in the sports content world. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitch. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us pretty much anywhere that you get your podcast. It's free and easy to listen to. Spotify is a great place to find us. We've got so many shows. we got so much going on. Mr. Fantasy has been wrapping up, and he is going viral right now with a really cool fantasy football um, parlay that he cooked up with his league. If you have not seen that, go to the Shorts tab or go to the Instagram page for um, Athletically Declined Sports. But, hey, thank you all for tuning in. What a week, what a weekend for just sports in general. I mean, the the national championship semifinals were definitely um, – they were games that both sides thought they had a chance to win in both games. And, unfortunately, the two teams I was pulling for to be in the title game fell short and literally one play away from going. University of Texas, congratulations on a successful season. But I know if you're a Longhorns fan – that it doesn't cut the mustard, that you guys wanted the whole shebang, and I get that. But I think next year with yours and those guys coming back, I think they stand a chance to be a favorite. It all depends on who returns there. And then, look, you you had this game um, between, you know, just Michigan going out there and fighting tooth and nail versus, you know, Alabama. That, that was a game for the ages. And, to think that Nick Saban would be on the short end of the stick of that would be just something that you wouldn't think would happen because Nick Saban seems to be a just, you know, chiseled from the mountain of Olympus. Just he, he's just a Greek God when it comes to college football coaching, but look, Michigan, they had a lot to prove. Um, Michigan came into this. They're much of the ire and much of the scorn that they've received nationally because of the sign stealing scandal. And of course, we in Houston are we we are we don't we don't shy away from those things. We try to deflect that crap. But with Harbaugh being out three games, um, you you got to hand it to Michigan. They put it together, and McCarthy um, tied Jameis Winston. Um, he, they're like second all time with with win. They only have like one loss. I think he's like twenty six and one or something like that in his college football career. Twenty six or thirty six and one, just phenomenal stuff. So 
the semifinals didn't disappoint. Obviously, if you're a Texas person, you you are disappointed. But I think it's going to be a great national championship. Um, I, I think with the with the passing attack with Washington, what they have, and then Michigan with that defense, and Michigan with with their offense and the weapons and the guys that showed up late in that game. Wilson getting his first touchdown of the year. I think this game's going to be a good game, and that's what you want out of these semifinal games. Um, a lot of the other games, there was a lot to be undesired. Um, these these bowl games, things are so watered down, but some close ones. You had LSU barely beat Wisconsin 35 to 31 as um, the Heisman Trophy winner for LSU was on the sideline, but he was cheering on the next man up, Garrett Nesmeyer. And Garrett Nesmeyer had a really good game. Um, you know, on the season, 111 QB rating. He only had 196 passing yards, but in this game, he did it. He did a good job. 30, 31 of 45, three touchdowns. He only had one interception. So this kid really did his job. And, and when you, when you look at this game, LSU scores a touchdown late in the fourth quarter to take the win and they win their bowl game. I mean, good job for LSU ending on, on, on a high note on the rely quest bowl there in Tampa, Florida, another close matchup where I was disappointed. Some of I've always been a big Miami Hurricanes fan. Um, Rutgers tops Miami 31 to set to almost said 31 to 24. AM with a disappointing loss in the Texas Bowl, 31-23. Um, Liberty just got the doors blown off of them. Um, I hate that from from my guy James, from my guy um Tyler. I mean, it looked in the first quarter like Liberty. Liberty was going to hang with the Oregon Ducks. And then Bo Nix said that there's a second quarter and I'm going to destroy y'all. 45 to six blowout. Tennessee blew out Iowa. Don't know why anybody thought Iowa would give them a run for their money. That was disappointing. A 16 to 15 game Wyoming over Toledo. Georgia just drummed Florida State. Florida State, a depleted team with injuries and transfer portal guys. 63 to three wasn't even a game. Auburn lost to Maryland 31 13. Mississippi, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, uh, beat up number 10 Penn State, 10 to 2. I think I think that team is going to be a team to watch next year in the SEC. They have got a good thing going there. Missouri topped Ohio State, a very disappointing end of their year, 11 and 1, but just looked bad in that game, 14 to 3. Memphis, 36 26. Going to run down a couple more. Clemson topped Kentucky, 38 35. Notre Dame, 40. Um, to eight Notre Dame actually comes to AM this next year. Texas AM will take on Notre Dame at Kyle Field. That will be a game. That's a that's a game I, I think I might want to get to. But look, there were there were other bowl games. Uh, the bowl season at times was was a little light on competition, but the semifinal games the last two years have been phenomenal. So that's what you want to see. I can't wait to see the 12 team playoff next year. I believe the first two teams get a bye, and then the rest, you um, seed the rest of them, and then they play each other. Then you go from there. But that's going to be an exciting format. Um, again, thank you for tuning in to, to this is a first live edition of H-Town Wheelhouse. I've done all my other shows pre-recorded. Um, just trying to cover all sports here tonight. But I want to talk about the Texans because the Houston Texans, this team, what a turnaround we have seen in Houston. I mean, a complete 180. And you, you want to talk about going to basically two stopgap coaches in a row. 
a club and an organization that had been run down by Bill O'Brien, who, who basically openly said he was trying to sabotage his job so that he would get fired because he assumed he was next man up in, in, in New England, which he wasn't. This is the same Jamoke that said Jalen Milrow wasn't a good quarterback. Just, I mean, it's like everything Bill O'Brien touches turns to crap. Doesn't turn to gold. He's not Rumpelstiltskin. He's more like just a rump. I mean, this guy is a is like a pimple on your ass. I'm sorry. I, I can't stand the thought in the sight of Bill O'Brien, but the Texans have D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans has turned this thing around, and they have seen a major injury to their star rookie wide receiver go down. And in most cases, with a team that's not very thick and in, in number one receivers, you would think that would just really hurt their chances of going forward and being successful. But you know what? Their other guys have stepped up. Nico Collins, Schultz, Noah Brown. I mean, all these guys have done their part. You have um you have Singletary and in the, you know, him and then Pierce have been jostling back and forth. Pierce was the star rookie last year. He lost his starting position. And then, but Singletary and Pierce are a real one-two combo. Um, I mean, you, you you got so many guys on the defensive side of the ball. Gerard is having a great season defensively. This guy just he just upped his up to sack numbers again this game. Um, I mean, what like what is going on here? This is this is amazing. Um See, Rankins has six sacks on the season. Let's see where Mr. Gerard is. 12 and a half sacks. This guy has 12 and a half sacks. He has 36 tackles, 12 and a half, 12 and a half sacks, 16 assists. Um, just doing phenomenal. You, you've got you got Desmond King on this on this on this defense. I, I mean, you you just got so many things going right. Stingley Jr.'s come back. Um, he he's doing you know good. Petrie. Petrie adds a he he adds he adds something in there. Um, Will Anderson Jr. has seven sacks. I love this defense. Um, I love what they bring. I, I love this offense. Kami Fairbairn is healthy. That that is a key thing. He hasn't missed a field goal um, in in regulation all year. But these receivers have stepped up um, again. Collins, dude, Collins is just absolutely killing it this year. This kid is something special. So Singletary's got 834 yards this year. Then you've got Nico Collins, 1,102 yards. Tank Dell set the rookie record with 709. If he, I, I contend that if he doesn't go out, he's also over 1,000 yards. You have Schultz with 593, Noah Brown 462, Robert Woods 426, Brevin Jordan 219. I'd like to see him get more involved against the Colts this week. But look, we take on the Colts. And who do the Colts have? Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew has stepped in. And, and this guy, um, his passer rating is only 85.3. But this guy seems to, like, show up in, in weird places. To me, he's like a poor man's Ryan Fitzpatrick or um, just he's your, he's your proverbial backup guy that comes in where at one point they're like, is Garner Minshew going to be a star? They're like, ah, no, but he he seems to come in and take the reins really well. I just like what the Texans have over the Colts. If the Texans can win, if the Texans can beat the Colts and the Jaguars lose, then the Texans win the division. If the Texans win, they're in. So they're in either way. That, that's great. 
if they win their end. And then also if, if we can get the division, I mean, that is huge. We can move all the way up to like a three seed or a four seed. I, I believe a four seed and go from there. Um, the matchups will probably be more favorable. The higher seed we go. So let's cross our fingers. Um, CJ Stroud looks phenomenal. Look, this kid, 299 for 473, with a 63.2% completion um, percentage, 3,844 yards, 21 touchdowns, only five interceptions, a 99 QB rating. This kid is has stepped up in a major way. Case Keenum came in, and he's your main backup guy. Gotta love Case Keenum, the H-Town hero. This, this guy... If you if you look and we recounted his stats the other day when we were on Instagram live with Tyler and we just talked about like if you don't realize that this guy holds like three major FBS records in college like you haven't paid attention. I mean straight up grew up in Brownwood um, from Texas. He's a Texas boy. The first time the Texans called him back to play for them. He was in a deer blind hunting um, and then now he's back with the Texans. And so things just fit. And we got Kareem Jackson this last week. I think it's a good fit because this is the same system that Wade Phillips ran defensively. So that makes the Texans a strong, strong and formidable opponent this week. The last I liked their chances. I honestly cannot see any way that the, that the Texans lose this. And I'm not trying to jinx them. I'm not, I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse. I'm just trying to call, a spade, a spade, and I, I think that that this Houston Texans team is poised to win for sure. Now, let me talk to you all about another team that's surging into success. And I'm not talking about the Rockets. I'm talking about the number three, the third-ranked, national-ranked basketball team, the U of H Cougars, 13-0 right now. Of course, their last game was against Penn, 81-42, to not really a game. These guys are 13-0. Calvin Sampson continues to put teams on the court and recruit kids that are amazing. But they had Sheed come back. He had 14 points. Um, They've got so many stars. They had Walker Jr. had 24 points. Dunn had 11 points. Sharp had 12. Tugler added 13. Cryer added 16. Um, You had Wilson and Dunn who ended up, uh, I mean, um, look, these guys were these guys were like killing it. Um, they have some tough games coming up, but I think this team's going to roll into March Madness. Going to be one of the top seeds in one of the four regions wherever they land. Because if if they can get through BYU, Texas, Kansas, they play Texas again, Baylor, Oklahoma. If they can get through their conference schedule with victories and they can win all of those except maybe one, let's say Kansas gets them in one of those two games, I think U of H can go into the season ranked number one in their in their region. What do you think? Um, the, the, the U of H Cougars are literally on fire. I, I got several people chatting here. Thank you all. Um, okay. Kyle Klontz came in earlier and said, this is going to be a plain vanilla natty. Hey man, look, Kyle, what are you, come on, man. What are you doing, man? You, you know, this is going to be exciting. This is big Penix energy, Michael Penix. Why aren't they talking about him? Like Caleb Williams dude is a monster from what I saw yesterday. Look, 
Jet Boyer called it, y'all. And I'm sorry I missed these comments earlier on. Jet Boyer called it. His guy, Michael Penix, this guy is, I mean, he's the first QB since, um, help me out here if you're watching, um, Tyler. Um, I sent you the graphic the other day. There's only one other quarterback that's thrown for 4,500 yards two seasons in a row, and he's the second guy to do it. One of my hot takes for 2024 says the Astros will win the rematch um, against the Rangers and the ALCS. I love the way you talk, and I love the way you think. Thank you so much for saying that. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm going to talk some more U of H basketball, and then we'll get into the Astros for sure. No, you want the seven seed, then you get KC. If you win the South, Browns will be at Houston. Oh, that's true. The Browns are tough. But when the Browns played us, we didn't have CJ Stroud, did we? We had Case Keenum. I think it might be a little bit different. Um, Penix is QB1, Jet Boyer says. 1930. What is 1930? Um, is that military time? I don't know. Is that, that's not, hey, look, are you, are you calling me old? I'm joking. I'm joking, but I can't remember who the other person was that Penix went 4,500 yards, matched him for two straight 4,500 yard seasons. Um, this is great. Keep interacting. Um, send up your comments. Tell me, tell me, tell me who you're pulling for in the national championship game, Mr. Kyle Klontz, even if it's plain vanilla, you know, that homemade vanilla is good. And this, 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 um, this episode is brought to you by Bluebell. No, I'm joking. Um, I wish we need to get a Bluebell. We need to get some kind of sponsorship. What do y'all suggest for the HM Wheelhouse show sponsorship wise? Should we go with like with like a beer? Should we go with like a gentle Benz? Um, maybe get some like tasting on, on on the show. What do y'all think? Um, maybe maybe we can get uh, Jet Boyer Industries or something like that. I mean, that would be sweet. But okay. Let me just wrap up my U of H Cougar talk. The U of H Cougars have a very favorable schedule going into January. Um, West Virginia, Iowa State, TCU, Texas Tech, UCF. Then they start their tougher schedule. Again, BYU, Texas, Kansas, and Baylor and Oklahoma are the only ranked teams right now that they face. Everybody else should be a cakewalk. U of H may only lose four or five games total in the regular season. So go Cougars. Who's house? our house let's talk about the astros it is not baseball season yet but right now as i'm talking 42 days away from the pitchers and catchers being able to first report because they report between february 13th and february 15th and why am i excited about that not just because we have justin verlander not just because we have framber valdez and christian javier what is up matthew how you doing sir welcome to the show thank you for tuning in sir um, but Yiner Diaz, I'm excited for pitchers and catchers reporting to the Astro Spring Training because Yiner Diaz, Yiner Diaz was named to the all rookie all star team by Baseball America. And this kid, I am calling him to hit 30 home runs this year. I know that's a lot. Fangraphs only has him at 21. Oh, look, he says Alvarez is winning the MVP. You know, it's funny. Thank you, Matthew, for um, adding that in there on. If you follow me on X, I, I put up um, and it didn't really work. I wanted people to retweet and put who they thought their leading category, their leading player for each category would be offensively. And a lot of people just liked it. And I'm like, that was not the point of the tweet or the X. I don't know what we're calling it, but this is what I put out. The And I went with my my projections that I put out were solely based on 
who Fangraph said the leaders would be at the end of the season. And so this is what I said for hitters. For average, I said Jordan's going to hit 315. He's going to lead in homers. I'm calling him for 50 home runs. Um, I'm going to call Jordan also on OPS with 990. I'm going to call Jordan with leading in extra base hits with, um, I don't know how many extra base hits, but he'll be the leader. Stolen bases I gave to Kyle Tucker. And war, overall war, I gave to Jordan Alvarez. I gave Jordan Alvarez the AL MVP. I think now that Otani's gone, I think Trout doesn't have as much protection, even if he's healthy. I think if Jordan leads in all these categories on the team, that he definitely wins the MVP. I've got Framber winning this Cy Young. And I know some of y'all think that I'm crazy because Framber kind of went catatonic on us last year. But I really think Framber is that guy. Look, Justin Verlander could be that guy. There's a lot of things going into this season, things that I am excited about. I'm excited about the offense being more powerful, number one. I'm excited because I don't see our home woes happening two years in a row. I just don't see that. Number three, Alex Bregman is absolutely going to destroy the baseball planet with hitting extra base hits. He's going to probably win his first gold glove. I'm telling you, this guy's motivated. He wants that bag. He wants that $300 million contract. He is absolutely going to be locked in like an Android. You're going to wonder if this is a robotic version of, of Alex Bregman because he's going to do things almost perfectly this year. I think Jeremy Pena gets back to his ways and I'm going to be talking about that. Like the cat hasn't hit a home run since July 5th. I mean, Marty Maldonado hit more home runs from July 5th to the end of the season than Jeremy Pena did. Actually, I've got the same amount of home runs the second half of the baseball season that Jeremy Pena had, which is absolutely zero. Um, Matthew's asking, are the Astros looking to trade before the season starts? I do not think they are looking to trade right now. Um, I think the only way they're going to add players is if they do it through free agency. There was chatter about Alex Bregman being traded at one point, but I think that was smoke and mirrors. I think that was more counter um, counter talk from different agents getting stuff out there. But I still think there's a possibility they sign Naries back. Um, I've heard that they haven't stopped talking to Naries. I've heard that they haven't stopped talking to Jordan Hicks. But I'm wondering, and I believe it was my guy Klontz that said this, that in it was, it was either him or somebody else said that if the Rangers make a big move, it may force the Astros' hand in actually doing something and actually coming through and um, making a bigger move. I would like for them to get a relief pitcher back like Hector Neres. I, I think that would be really cool for them to do. So I don't see them to, to answer your question. I do not see them trading anybody right now i think at the trade deadline you may see a trade happen um if you can get a piece to help you with a with a with a push to the postseason but of course all that's going to hinge on how is hunter brown performing jp france i think he's going to have another fine year um are they going to need bullpen help what injuries will they be dealing with mid-season and who can they get that would push them to that next level is is there a I don't know that there's a blockbuster, but there's probably some mid-level arms. We got Bennett Souza. We don't know what he's going to do over a full season. He was the guy that came in at the end, and you could have totally 
used him um, in the playoffs, but he wasn't there long enough. Um, the Bregman to the Yankees rumor was straight BS. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why anyone would think that a Bregman would want to play for excuse me play for the Yankees, but yeah, it, someone a. Uh, uh, a lot of people that I talk to tell me that they see Bregman going out West. Someone like the Arizona Diamondbacks might be a good fit, but I don't know. I, I still, I still think the Astros get a deal done with either him or Tucker. We know this. Jose Altuve will be a Houston Astro for the rest of his life. You can bookmark it. He is the next statue they build for the Houston Astros for an Houston Astro player will not be Justin Verlander. It will be Jose Altuve. The next position player to get in to the Hall of Fame as an Astro will be Jose Altuve. The next pitcher to get in as a Hall of Famer for the Astros, Billy freaking Wagner. That's right. Bill Wagner, give him his due. The guy's up to 79%, and I've said it before. If these writers screw this up and they don't put Billy Wagner in, every jamoke, every joke of a journalist out there who didn't vote for Billy the Kid Wagner needs to have their credentials pulled, their voting privileges revoked, and their citizenship removed and ship them to Canada or some other country. Heck, kick them to the sun. I don't care. Billy Wagner absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It shouldn't have taken this long. This guy was the most dominant left-handed closer that we've seen. I've The guy in his last season goes to Atlanta on a flyer and gets 40 saves. Who does that? Who does it? How many of these closers at the end of their career are dominant like that? Not Craig Kimbrell, not Papelbon, not Gagne, not any of these guys, but Billy freaking Wagner. He is the guy that should already be in the hall of fame. His son, Will Wagner is an absolute stud moving through the system. I think over the next couple of years, you're going to see Will Wagner, impact this Houston Astros lineup, which I love that. But Billy Wagner, I think you're on your way to the Hall of Fame, sir, and I'm excited to see that. So with that being said, the Houston Astros um, are killing it. And, hey, real quick, um, I do want to send a shout-out. This this hat right here that I have on, this is from Big City Cap Zone, and my guy Will was wearing it the other day when we were at Little Woodrow's. And look at this. Got the little blue under here. Um, I forget what it's called, but my guy Steve-O um, hooked me up. Um, I sent him a message like, dude, I got to cop one of those, and he hooked me up. Big City Cap Zone, good friends of mine. Him, Big E over there, um, um, Joe Mascott, who goes by Explicit Inc. on Instagram. Check him out. He does a lot of their hat designs. Um, Gate Crasher was one of their designers. Phenomenal stuff. I mean, there are a lot of dudes locally in the tech in the in the Houston hat game that really know their stuff. Check out my guy Icons, who's like the hat king of H Town, and that's one of the things we're going to be doing here at the H Town Wheelhouse Show. We're going to be looking at Houston culture. We're going to be looking at all things H Town. I'm going to get into this hat community, what makes it thrive, why people pick the lids they do, why people collect them, why they're so why they're such a hot commodity. Um, you know, we're going to be getting to some restaurants, hopefully doing some lives from different venues, um, local, local artists. I'll be, I'll be having on my guy, Mark drew. Um, if you, if you didn't get to hear the intro, when I started, go back and rewatch and listen to the intro, Mark drew wrote, directed and everything that song in my intro, that was definitely made by him. And so 
Um, I appreciate you guys stopping by, but look, man, this has just been a, a quick live edition of the H town wheelhouse show. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, I love doing this with here with athletically declined sports, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, look, there are some things you can grab and, um, I, I don't have my, I have, I'm wearing my, okay, look, here is the, here's the link up here. Um, if you, if you hit that barcode, you can grab one of these H town wheelhouse hoodies right here like this. Um, you can grab right here. There is an actual code for a athletically declined hoodie. You can get it black, white, or Heather gray. If you like that, you can also, you can also get an 80 sports champion team long sleeve t-shirt only 34 us dollars. I mean, look at that. Scan that code right there, scan it, check it out, and then go from there, grab that. But also again, the code up here in the, in the upper corner right here, you can grab your merch, grab your HTM wheelhouse hoodie. I mean, you also get HTM wheelhouse shirt. Those come in gray. They come in blue. They come in red. So check those out. That was awesome. Let me, let me put up the, put up the hoodie again. So please support us by doing this. This helps us. These things go a long way for us. And we do appreciate you checking those things out and purchasing those things. Um, thank y'all for stopping by. Thank y'all for chatting, um, right here. Oh, look at this. Um, check out this right here. Boom. There's, there's the decline hoodie. Um, oh, Daniel has a question. Let's see. Here is here. Here's another link for someone as well. Um, actually, I think you guys were putting this up because you didn't know that I knew, I, I know where the QR codes are guys. They're like, this guy's a noob. What is he doing? He's not even showing the QR code. Well, there it is. Um, so Daniel is asking this real quick. Um, he is asking, um, let me get this up here. Will Verlander go down as a tiger or an Astro in the hall of fame? Well, I think this is pretty easy. If I'm being honest, he won a Cy Young here. He won his first two world series here. And he's been an integral part of this seven-year run. I don't see why Justin Verlander would go into the Hall of Fame as a Tiger after what he's accomplished. If, if Justin Verlander got here in 2017 and didn't win a single title, didn't go to a single ALCS, and it was just he had a good team and he helped him compete, didn't win any awards, didn't get any all-star nods, then I think he goes in as a tiger. But I absolutely think because of what he accomplished in a Nationals uniform, you absolutely have to see this guy go in as a as a Houston Astro for sure. I just I just see that. Um I, I think he's going to I think he's gonna be there in an Astros uniform. And so um, you know, for right now, that is that's my answer. Justin Verlander is a Houston Astro. So thank y'all so much for tuning in to the H-Town Wheelhouse show live. Um, thank y'all for stopping by. Um, we'll be doing this more live. We'll, we'll be doing, I'll be bringing on some more guests. Um, be looking for guys like Brad O, who talks rockets with me. Jackson Gatlin talks rockets. Uh, Jonathan Wells. Got some other guests I'm working on. I'm cooking some stuff up, so it's going to be fun. And um, hopefully we can get yeah, get out to some establishments. Heck, if if we do a live show, We'll let you know where we are. Come hang out with us, and uh, maybe we can give you a shout-out. So for myself here at um, Athletically Declined Sports, I am H-Town Wheelhouse, and this is, again, another 
great edition of the HM Wheelhouse Show. Hey, producer, hit me with the outro. Y'all have a good one. And as always, always positive, always strows. Let's go full buy-in, baby. I'm out. Beyond the woodhouse is where it goes down like well. Yeah, he the realest one around But tell him what he about to do now Come and straight about the H-Town He ain't never out of bounds You know what's up 